When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? I almost found myself drifting into Savile there. Almost. Oh, well, I don't think oh, you noticed well. that. Awesome. I mean, we said it before, I'll say it again. It's wrong to do a Jimmy Savile impersonation, but it's very pleasing. It's very enjoyable. It's very hard to impersonation stop what you started. <laughs> there is jingle, a lot jingle. going on there. Jingle, jangle. Very, very enjoyable indeed. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah. Have you seen any pictures of Steve Coogan as Jimmy Savile in the forthcoming no. drama? Oh, I have. It's, oh, Jesus, I don't know what to make of it. What do you feel about it's, him um, doing that? I don't feel it needs to be made, but at the same time, we're all going to watch it, aren't we? Do you, is it a BBC drama? Is it the BBC making um, this? I'm not sure. I think it might be ITV. I, I think I think it's I think it's Jeff Pope that's writing it. I, th- I think so. That's like a who's guarantee Jeff of quality, isn't it? Oh, he's done loads of ITV drama stuff. Right. He did. Um, he wrote the screenplay for Stan and Ollie. Right. The, um, Laurel and Hardy thing. He, I think he wrote the the Danny Baker book adaptations. I, I just wonder whether um, it's like, you know, th- th- this is a thing that happened, you know, the old hiding in plain sight sort of thing. You know, it was sort of underwritten, yeah. these years of abuse. Let's be honest, I'm a fan of the BBC, but it was fucking underwritten, years of like uh, like uh, awful abuse by the BBC. And like, in a sense, it's like, we have a right and a duty to fucking understand how that happened. And I yeah. think dramatizations, I personally think dramatizations of recent history are, are very powerful things because I think yeah. that they engage people in subjects and, and often in the hu- beyond the headline, there's human stories, which are always mm-hmm. more compelling than just cold, raw news stories, which can be yeah. quite boring and, and you become desensitized to them. Have you read the book by Dan Davies? No. About Savile. Oh, that that's 
as good as it gets. I think that's that's better than any drama series yeah. will be. He, he wrote a I book read that. on, or he wrote a lot about Jimmy Savile long before Jimmy Savile. He did died yeah. and was not supposed because when I went to interview Jimmy Savile, I, you know, I think I spoke to Dan and certainly read some of his articles because he was sort of a, a big fan of Jimmy Savile's, but. You know, not that I'm saying he should have known because I, I spent a fucking day with Jimmy Savile and his behaviour was peculiar to say the least. But I mm. didn't fucking come away. I actually came away when people said, so what do you think? Do you think he is? And I said, no, he's just fucking weird. You know? Mm. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a really good book. I read it in Florida on holiday in 2014 when it had come out. as a nice nice counterpoint against all the um, the Disney bubble life that I was living I'd go back to the room at night once the kids were asleep I'd read about Jimmy Savile for an hour just you know just to keep myself just, whelmed just so I wasn't unwind. too overwhelmed or underwhelmed yeah yeah just to just, just, just reset me demons if you like yeah so I, the, whatever the opposite of that is I, but I think that making a, a dramatisation I think it's alright I think Coogan's right to do it I think he's obviously a good person to play it because he's a great actor and I think that you know in a way, it's like they they did that thing about COVID care with Stephen Graham and Jodie Cromer. Oh, I still haven't watched that yet. And, yeah. and it was like it was good that they did it because we all knew the cold hard facts and the stories that you'd read about what was going on in care homes and the lives that were mm. lost and the negligence and all the rest of it surrounding COVID. And but I think that it becomes so much more compelling and real brings it home to such a more ex- a greater extent when you actually tell it as dramatisation. So I'm all for those dramatisations yeah. of um, when they're done right by good writers. If they're done right, yeah, if they're not sensationalised, yeah. Yeah, but it sounds like this geezer, it sounds like this geezer knows his onions, he knows what he's doing he's to his safe hands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's got awards, he's got awards and that. He, he'll know, he's, he'll um, do a good job. Coogan knows what he's doing, he knows his way around acting, doesn't he? He's also the head... Jeff Pope's also the head of ITV Productions Factual Drama, so I think he just commissions Ooh, himself to do this hell. stuff. Double bubble. Nice work if you can get it. Anyway, on to Roy the Rovers. I have in my left hand uh, the 19th of March 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers, mm. and just to the side, it, it tells us this is the picture paper that's 100% soccer. I don't want to put that to the test, um, but... Uh, maybe it isn't. I don't know. Let's not dwell on that too much. Uh, let's not be critical. Uh, and on the front cover this week is a great picture of Victor Boscovich. You see him there being manhandled. I didn't send it across to you, but I'm showing you it now. Oh, so yeah, that's good. Monitor. Look at that. Being manhandled by some police. Um, don't know what the story is there. We might get round to Victor Boscovich in about eight years' time. Mm. Who knows? It's on the back burner. Um, yep, into the Roy the Rover story, which is on a fucking knife edge, let's be honest. Let's start off with the update. Um, it says, following heavy criticism of Roy's decision to retain veteran keeper Tubby Morton in goal, he had been offered a, a fabulous salary to take over as boss of Walford Rovers. No one at Melchester expected Roy to take Walford's offer seriously. And a day or two later, and we're at the training compound. Um, oh, I thought that, I thought this pink training compound was indoors. 
Well, you can I see mean, there's, an, there's, there's one they, they don't they call one the sweat box. Yeah, that's the indoor that one. Was it the sweat box? They I have thought pink that's walls where it was last week because of the pink walls. They've got a pink colour scheme yeah, it's throughout just the, the scheme. indoor and outdoor training facilities. Yeah. That's good. I want it all yeah. pink. I've done some research. And why. Apparently, that's a very relaxing colour. <laughs> so he's uh, he gathered the players together. Jimmy Slade and Noel Baxter are locking about there to the right-hand side. Jimmy throwing a ball at Noel, which he catches. And Roy says, I expect you've all heard by now that Harvey Roy... Baxter, stop it! I expect you've all heard by now... <laughs> stop fucking about! Um, I expect you've all heard by now that Harvey Rawson has offered me the earth... The earth? To leave Melchester and take over as player manager. And I do Wolford. mean the yeah, The amount of money on the table that he has put there is actually, it's almost embarrassing. <laughs> Only I'm it not embarrassed buy. because clearly we planet. live in a market economy and the amount that someone is prepared to pay for you does represent the amount that you are worth. So my value, and I wasn't going to tell you this, I wasn't, I truly wasn't, but I will, <laughs> is £5,000 a week. <laughs> Plus whatever I can fucking dip into from the five million pound transfer kitty, <laughs> which using the systems that I've perfected over the last few years here at Melchester Rovers will be a substantial amount. So what I'm <laughs> saying is, it is a life changing sum of money, eye watering, eye watering. <sighs> In, this, in these three envelopes, I have the names of three players I would like to take with me to Walford Rovers. <laughs> Make sure you're one of them, because it's going to be a hell of a fucking train ride. <laughs> so, yeah, he says, I'm going to, uh, I've been offered the earth to leave Manchester and take over as player manager of Walford. And Duncan Mackay is laughing there with his arms oh, crossed. Oh, he says, aye, that's what you call the height of optimism, Roy. Fucking hell, Jimmy Slade. No, Baxter's too right. Ross has got as much chance of luring you away from Rovers as Walford having winning the World Cup. (laughs) Ah, Jimmy Slade. (laughs) Great joke, Jimmy. And then Roy drops the bombshell. He says, is that so, Noel? Well, it may interest you to know that I haven't yet turned down Rawson's offer. (gasps) It's kind of a bombshell, I guess. What, what? Uh, what, what? I am a man of honour. I am a man of principle. I am a man who sticks to his word. This is an unacceptable turn of events. I believe heartily in the tribe and togetherness <laughs> and unity. This does not... This flies in the face of everything I believe in. Right. Have you ever watched an army of ants, the way in which they interact with each other as a community? It is awe-inspiring. That is why I believe in the Marxist dialectic of history and that eventually man's natural state will come to come to pass where all of us will each do according to our own abilities and receive according to our own requirements. Shut up, Duncan, you fucking communist. Have you ever watched an ant war? It is incredible. <laughs> no, but I tell you what I did used to do when I were a nipper. I'd get out a magnifying glass from my dad's desk and fucking burn ants under the sun. Fucking burn sensational feeling. That was when I realised I wanted to be a football manager. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, so they're all stunned 
and Roy, it's a big, it's one of those cutouts of his head, which means serious chat. And he says, you all seem to be assuming that good old Roy wouldn't dream of leaving Melchester. Well, right now, I'm not very happy at Melchester. Everyone's trying to tell me how to do my job. Fucking hell. Um, and, uh, oh, there's uh, Grandad Gosden, who we don't see much of these days. And he says, not us, Roy. <laughs> and um, he's that ginger cunt. He's that new one, isn't he? Glenn, Glenn Ritchie Campbell. or something? Aye. Glenn Campbell. He says, we'd never take you for granted. And uh, Roy says, good. I'm glad to hear that. As far as you players are concerned, I'm still in charge. So let's get down to some training. Move! (laughs) (laughs) I'll put a fucking rocket up their arseholes here. Maybe I'll get some fucking uh, effort out of these lazy cunts. And they are. They've got the, the pools are out and they're slaloming in and out of the pools, dribbling the ball with their bibs and their training wear. And um, Roy has a thing and he thinks, my dose of shock treatment seems to have worked. I haven't seen them work so hard in a long time. That's it, threatened to leave. And they'll all fucking pull their finger out. Um, <laughs> and he says, uh, he thinks, especially Charlie Carter. He'll be back in goal against Redstoke now that old Tubby is bout of the pressure. <laughs> of course, Tubby Morton, yeah. a couple of episodes ago, decided oh to resign. Oh, my God, in the next box, retire. he calls up Tubby's wife. Right, fuck this, I've got to go. I'm going to go and shop. call Tubby's missus. <laughs> yeah, Tubby's sports shop. It says, Roy recalled a telephone conversation with Tubby's wife, Amy, earlier that day. Amy Morton. Where's your fat husband? Where's Fatso? <laughs> He's not showed up for training. Where's that fat fuck? Where's he gone? Uh, he's still under contract, you know. Uh, yeah, we see Roy on his trim phone. Um, and there, Amy at the other side of the picture. He, he's he gone away for a couple of weeks. Where to, Amy? She says, Tubby asked me not to tell anyone, Roy. Not until all this fuss has died down. That's neither here nor there. That's not his fucking choice to make. He's a, he's under fucking Jesus. contract. He's a paid employee. Fuck me. So, hang on, pal. So you're home alone, are you? Well, listen, while he's gone, if you fancy any company, I'm only five minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll see what it's like to have a fucking geezer in bed next to you that's not fucking five times your size. I know you're a slightly older woman, but you're still, you're still very good looking. You're still a very handsome woman. You're a very handsome There's woman, and I'm sure... You. And Very sometimes arousing. experience brings it its own surprises and pleasures. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bear that in mind, Roy. Yeah, I bet you will. <laughs> you know I've been offered five grand a week by Wolford, so if you want to jump on this ship, you're better because it's leaving the port soon. <laughs> you can either be on board or fucking swimming behind with the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> She says, okay. uh, she adds, eh, can I go now, Roy? And the way, and the way that fat cunt's been fucking uh, acting lately, I would fucking prepare yourself for him never coming back again. He's gone that fucking barmy. He's probably gone up to Scotland living in a mountain. <laughs> well, the base of a mountain anyway. He's not going to get up one, is he? Unless he's got about five Sherpas carrying him. He'll be him. living in a set-up fucking camp at the at base camp of Ben Nevis by now. Next to the pub. <laughs> Eating a fucking party bag of fun-sized Mars bars and crying his eyes out. <laughs> 
Oh, 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 that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, he says, he knows, he, knows, <laughs> he knows that you appreciated what he did for the club and that's all that matters. Oh, and by the way, tell Charlie Carter good luck for both of us. Uh, fuck it, oh, I, <laughs> That's nice of you, Amy. You're a nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> you're very caring. You've got a good heart. In fact, you're making nice me feel hands, guilty. Very soft hands. You're, you're making me feel very guilty about the fact that I am going to break that heart of yours sooner rather than later <laughs> by coming round, using your body for my own gratification, and then never <laughs> giving you the time you. of day ever again, and denying it ever happened. <laughs> I can tell you this, and it will still happen anyway, won't it? Yes, I suppose it will. <laughs> Thought so. Jalapeño. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Where are we? Yeah, so that, that, I'm going to look at the Tubby Morton shop there. Oh, that's um, good, doesn't it? It looks like it's called Sports Smart. Classic. We've talked before about classic sports shops, haven't we? That, that you yeah. get less and less of them. Independent yeah. sports shops that just sell a whole variety of different equipment. Yeah. You just don't get it anymore. But I did recently, there's one in, in Stroud in Gloucestershire that I've mm-hmm. visited whenever I've been in that town from time to time over the years. And recently I was there and I hadn't been there for like about 10 years and it had changed a lot but the sports shop was still standing and it was like a proper 80s sports shop. Do you know what I mean? Right. You go mm-hmm. in, you go, I need a couple of table tennis paddles, a cricket yeah. ball, some running spikes, some mm-hmm. special... Dart flights. Some dart flights, exactly. Um, and some resistance chalk. bands. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They go, yes, sir, of course, sir. I'll just go and get them for you. Yeah. Some cricket pads. Yeah. A fencing, there was one in Sunderland. a fencing mask. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There was one in Sunderland called T.Y. McGurk's. Oh, what a name. It was exactly like Sounds that. Sounds like a cop show from the 70s. Oh, T.Y. McGurk. Yeah. yeah. It was fucking great. There's, um... And it smelled of sports equipment. Yes. You know that smell. Smells of, like, sort oh. of tennis balls or netballs. Sort of a, a yeah. rubbery smell, isn't it? A cocktail of different sporting good smells. Yeah. God, I'd make a candle out of that, I'd buy it. What, yeah, sports candle. Sports shop. Sports candle by Andy Dawson. Yeah. Set it up on Etsy, mate. Advent sports candle. <laughs> oh, you um, can't go back though. 
You uh, can't go back. This, this is reminiscent of Phil Parks' sports shop on the Atsbridge Road, Parksies. He, of course, was a goalkeeper, right. so maybe that's why. I mean, Phil Parks would have been in his absolute pump around this time as well, 1983. Mm-hmm. He was the most expensive goalkeeper in the world at this point. And mm. as if that money wasn't enough, he had a sports shop on the Atsbridge Road near Loftus Road called uh, Parksies. Oh, and so while he was a player, he didn't oh, wait to retire before he got no. into that game. And oh, he even worked in there some days in the afternoons after training. <clears throat> and Fucking me hell. and my mate used to call it up regularly. Hello, yeah. is Phil there? Is, is Phil Parks there? Out of West Ham? What do you want? What do you want him for? <laughs> no, I'm wanting to buy a sports thing. Well, come down to the shop then. Just... Will he be in? I don't know. What do you want? I just want to buy some sports things anyway. Bye. Is this a business like, call? We'd do that at least once a week. I don't know what we thought. If he ever had answered, gone, yeah, this is Phil Parks. Yeah, this is I'm him. How can I This help is you? Phil Parks. I'm going to grind your bones to make my bread. <laughs> I'm sorry, Phil Parks. You don't know who this you know is. What? Oh, I've got connections in the police force who can trace this number and I'll come to Rome and eat you. <laughs> Classic monster goalkeeper, um, wasn't he? I bet there was like... I mean, obviously you weren't the only one that had done that. There'll have been yeah. countless calls. Yeah. They'll have had someone just manning the phone line just to deal just with Just to deal with fucking calls. people trying to chat yeah. to Phil Parks. There'll have been a separate phone number for the actual shop that wasn't advertised. I wouldn't mind, but I haven't got time for this. In all honesty, the business has been struggling. There's a there's a, there's a major big corporate sports shop opened up not far from here who are able to buy things wholesale at larger <laughs> at, in larger amounts to s- sell across their network of their national network of stores. Therefore, their profit margins are bigger, and yet they sell for cheaper. They also have more ample parking outside their store. This has really hit sales hard. <laughs> and it's affecting my concentration between the sticks and Upton Park. <laughs> um, the anyway, last thing, I've got enough of a plate without these kids calling every day, dozens of times a day, just for one Do sweet my... exchange with me on the telephone. <laughs> Do my fucking nothing. <laughs> Phil, um, I myself am an aspiring goalkeeper. And my question is this. If you're facing <laughs> a penalty, is it best to stand in the middle, dive to the left, dive to the right, or wait and try to read the run of the penalty kicker? <laughs> what the fuck do you think this is? Goalies out, line. <laughs> do you want to buy some flights or don't you, you little cunt? <laughs> if I buy the flights, will you answer my question? Maybe. Long, long pause. No, I will not. No. But in that case, I'll bid you good day. No. <laughs> I only answer questions with a minimum £25 purchase. <laughs> £25? Well, what else could, will I have to get? It's a fortune. You're, you're looking at getting perhaps a, uh, a sports bag, you know, a kit bag, quite a large one. Like a two. Half set of golf clubs. Yeah, we've got some lovely golf Dunlop. Golf clubs in at the moment. You interested in a tennis racket? We got the John McEnroe one. <laughs> Top of the range tennis racket though, because they started a fiver. You won't get no advice with one of them. Would you like to buy a ball worker? They're on special at the moment. 
<laughs> I've got one that's used. It's but it's slightly damaged, but it'll still do the job. <laughs> Have you used this film now? <laughs> Some bloke brought it back. He got it for Christmas. He said he didn't like it, and then I, I foolishly took it back without checking it properly, and I subsequently discovered the damage. I'm he's, knocking it out for half price. He's in the wind now, though. I didn't take his details. Of, I won't be seeing him. One of them things in it. One of them things. You've got to write it <laughs> off. move on. It's the cost of doing business. <laughs> I'll know better next time. <laughs> Do you want it or don't you? If you take it, I'll still be down on the deal, but it's damage limitation. <sighs> and you will get the answer to your question also. No, I don't want a bull worker. <laughs> right, well, fuck off. <laughs> stop, stop clogging up my lines. <laughs> There's some other kids trying to get through with a prank on. <laughs> I could have an investor trying to get through. An Arab investor who could get us out of this shit we're in. Right? <laughs> But instead, I've been talking to you, you little time-wasting prick. <laughs> First rule of business, always get the details of people who bring stuff back. Second rule, time is money. Well, fuck off. I could have fucking Charmel Shake on the other phone saying, Mr. Parks, I've heard about your difficulties and I would like to cover the money you owe to the revenue and invest some more money so you can buy, you can purchase goods in greater bulk from the wholesalers, <laughs> squeezing down price, increasing profit margin. <laughs> uh, so that's Toby's shop uh, back at the training ground. It says later, as Roy himself joined in a practice match and he puts the ball underneath Charlie Carter's body. Uh, yes, Roy, shouts Noel Baxter. Fucking fuck off, Noel. And Roy thinks Charlie's still a bit rusty. Let's hope he comes roaring back to form on Wednesday night. Um, it says, although Redstoke were near the bottom of the first division, the crisis at Melchester attracted a big crowd. And there's the Lampards watching on. Race has brought back Vic Guthrie, as well as Charlie Carter, I see. The best thing he could have done. The cat is bound to strengthen the side. Well, we'll see, won't we, because they've all got their fucking opinions. And here we go. A few moments after the kick-off, there's a long ball uh, pumped forward towards... Um, uh, a red stalk striker Charlie Pump Carter it. comes for it Pump it long um, Charlie Carter's thinking everyone will be expecting me to play better than Toby than I, mighty fat I man can't afford Toby Morgan a sing- <laughs> I can't afford a um, single mistake <laughs> and he jumps for it but so does Vic Guthrie we've seen this all before it's a lot of communication it's as over anxious to do well Charlie charged from his net um, misses the ball the ball bounces off his right shoulder as he throws himself against Vic Guthrie good grief he slammed into Vic Guthrie Guthrie shouts mine uh, far too fucking late for my liking because he shouts mine oof as they collide together and there it is it falls to the striker who puts it in the empty net uh, Redstoke fans it's there 1-0 to Redstoke why, you stupid idiot, Vic? <laughs> Charlie. Uh, Vic Guthrie, enraged, obviously. He says, come off it. I didn't even know you were coming for the ball. You should have come for it like Tabby would have done. Fucking oh. hell. And Roy's thinking, oh, no, that's the worst thing Vic Guthrie could have said. 
So fucking Charlie Carter, who, let's be honest, his mind is fragile at the best of times, isn't it? You know, he was out of form last time before he got injured. He was replaced by the hapless Walter Williams a couple of years ago. It was even I like worse. That. Yeah. But there was no mention of Tubby Morton in that. That was like early on when we started the Melchester Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was Tubby, right at the beginning. Yeah, Tubby Morton Tubby was, was not in the on 70s, the scene. wasn't he? Yeah, well, he 60s was first choice in the 70s. Then they got Charlie Carter. Charlie Carter got. No, Charlie Carter got the yips, didn't he? He wasn't injured. Yeah. He had the yips. Yeah. And, mm. um, and Did he not get injured as well in the cricket, cricket match? In the no, summer? that's now. That's that's this story. The reason oh, Tubby's been in recently is because he got oh, yeah. injured playing cricket. Walter but in there, in when Walter what's his name, it was because he had the yips. Yeah, and then Walter was no better, was he? I mean, to be honest, I'd be looking to bring a new keeper in either way, for fuck's sake. I mean, they might say he's good, but so far in the space of a couple of years, we've had one fucking stupid injury from cricket in. A case of the yeah. yips, which lasted for about four games, and now he's back yeah. from injury, and he's already rowing with his centre back and bumping into him. Oh yeah, I mean, if they, if they don't want to off to Walford, they want to get some money out. Yeah, get the get the checkbook open. Um, it's threadbare squad. So there we are. That's the end of that one, and it says next week the cat continues to play like a real Charlie. <laughs> hey. Having a bit so of fun we're there. none the wiser. We're no further forward with the Walford thing. They're stringing it out, aren't they? They They're fucking dragging it out to keep us back, coming back for more. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. So we'll see what happens next time. Um, That's it from this one. And obviously we'll be back with more next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Be careful. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.